This week on Show Me Your News, Project M 3.0 and critical hits in the Smash Brothers update, next-gen first takes, and Thanksgiving and Black Friday experiences are discussed. Also, new Persona games and the Doctor Who 50th anniversary in the Soapbox segment, Microsoft's patronizing Xbox One letters are hilarity of the week, and much more. Our guest is Darkrai, who is part of several SMY network projects. What has Darkrai been playing recently, and what will he get on his Soapbox about? Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me your news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip hardware blunders or upcoming releases, if it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and I am back from space! <laughs> I forgot we did that. I'm Tony, and I didn't sleep enough last night, and it's all Breaking Bad's fault. <laughs> Alright, we are part of the Show Me Your News Network at ShowMeYourNews.com and our top stories today for episode 148 of the podcast on Sunday, December 1st, 2013. Oh my goodness, it's almost the end of 2013. Where'd That's, November go? I, I don't know. I remember being up in space and camp <laughs> and other things. Yes, time goes weird up there, I think. It, you just lose all sense of time. Yeah. Uh, Super Smash Brothers news for Wii U and 3DS. Biggest news is the Mario Galaxy stage. It's something they should have had last game, but now that we see it this time around, it looks great. Also, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are now out, rampant, in public, on retail store shelves. I happen to have both, and I'll get to share my experiences with each in a, a couple weeks wow. in. Also, Thanksgiving and Black Friday happened here in America, and we'll you know talk and share our experiences. Microsoft had a condescending, condescending promotional letter for Xbox One. That's our hilarity of the week. We've got some stories in our story pool. Games that are out recently, we get in our soapbox and rant and share some YouTube video recommendations about our guest today. Uh... You know, a very fine, distinguished member of the Show Me Your News Network. Helps with our forums and other shows. He's, gosh, you have several shows that you are running right now, so you get to tell us all about those. Please welcome Darkrai. Man, I'm going to be so sad when we can't make Year of Luigi jokes anymore. That is, like, honestly the most depressing thing for me, <laughs> that the Year of Luigi is ending. Yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, Year of Yoshi before you I know it. I hope that's not true. <laughs> they've got, I don't, they've got I don't, Yoshi Yarn, they've got the Yoshi's New Island. I don't want every year to be a year of Mario spinoff. I really don't. What if they have like a year of Fire Emblem? You'd be okay with that, though. That's not a Mario spinoff. That's a different story. But it's I Nintendo. Swear, no, I swear, if next year's Year of Yoshi, then we're going to get Year of Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... The Mario universe is too big, and then people will be like, oh, it's not Mario, it's Yoshi. It's Mario. Year of Rosalina, please. Mm. <laughs> this might be one of the first episodes you've been on without Pio. Uh, first in a lo- first since my first, even counting me- read the manual, I haven't been on like anything without Pio. Yeah. 
Well, you can still hold your own, I'm sure. So we're going to start with what are you playing, and Super would be here, uh, but he's, you know, relaxing on the holiday break, you know, keep him in your thoughts. Uh, he's, you know, going through several things that we've talked about on the show before, so uh, not to be a downer. Anyway, <laughs> what are you playing? We're going to talk about the games you've been playing recently, and we're going to start... Love you, Super. <laughs> Love you, buddy. We're going to start with Darkrai. What are you playing? Well, I could be talking about those new Nintendo games that everyone's liking because I've, I've been playing a lot of them, but instead I'm going to talk about two indie games that I played a day ago. Okay. Uh, I got, um, and neither of these games I actually bought. I played them over Steam's new uh, Steam Share, which is currently in beta. If I could just talk about that for a moment. It's Certainly. really cool. It's basically where it's basically the old thing where you just log into your, to your friend's account and you just play their games. But now it's actually official, and you can play it on your own account and get your own achievements and playtime and everything. And I used that with uh, Fangs' account, and I played uh, Papers, Please, which, ah. um, oh, who made that? Someone made it. It was uh, it was actually nominated for our game of the year. Uh, yes, didn't it make is. it to the finalists. Um, and we have a review of it uh, from uh, the from DQP, who uh, technically is properly a Northern Lights writer, but you know we asked him on before they, he officially signed on with them. So he he still links to his reviews on our site. Mm-hmm. But uh, Papers Please is a little indie game about you being a an inspector at. The, the border of a nation called Arstotska, and um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be weird to describe this game because I I was very addicted to it the whole time I was playing it and I really loved playing it but it it was not what I would call fun mm-hmm. and what you do in this game is you're you you work at the uh, the uh, border station and you know pa- people give you their papers their passport their entry permit and everything and you have to look over them make sure that they're all legit make sure there's no inconsistencies and then you're like okay you're either either you're accepted or you're denied and that in itself is a pretty pretty addicting mode of gameplay because there's actually an endless mode where you keep doing that forever and it's like you have to check their name make sure it's you know identical on all the papers you have to check their id number you have to check make sure that the city it was issued in is legit make sure all the stamps on it are real and you got to make sure their picture matches make sure everything matches and you and you'll have to do this under a time limit because you're paid by how many people you get through in a day and by the end of the game you're you're checking like 20 different things at once mm. and as you as they're as people are coming through like some of them will give you sob stories like there was one story there was one part where a guy came through. He had all his legit papers in order. And he was like, man, I'm so excited to move to Artstotska with my wife. She's right behind me. And so he goes through. Then his oh. wife comes in, and her papers are all wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I was playing on Skype while Ben was playing. And I just hear him go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I've heard it does definitely involve some emotionally conflicting choices. Yeah, and like you can, you can you can accept their stories and just let them through anyway but then you get a you get a citation from your boss and your pay will get docked and you are in poverty so you go home to your family and you're just trying to pay the bills mm-hmm. so you could help someone out with their story but then your family is in trouble and also through the game there is um uh, there's like a, a secret agency that's like kind of counter government kind of thing that they but they're trying to like make Artstotska uh a better place overall so you can choose to help them or just completely ignore them and you know that'll 
if you if you choose to help them, then yeah, you're making everywhere a better place, and they're going to help you and your family. But then every visit from your boss is a is a panic moment because you don't hmm. know if he's noticed what's going on or what. So it's it's a de- it's a very different kind of game from what I've ever played. And like people say that it has moral choices and everything, and it does, but they're very they're not really moral choices in the way that we know them. Like you could. Like, the way I played it, I just tried to do my job. I just tried to get everything done the way I needed to be done. But people like Ben and people like DQP, they had they actually put a lot of thought into these choices. And they were like, is what I'm doing right? Should I just let this person through? So it can, it's a very it's a very different game. And it's a, I, th- I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is a final nominee for our uh, best game from an independent developer category. Uh... I can't remember if it is, but... I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. It's definitely yeah. a final nominee for one of our categories, the Show Me News Game of the Year Awards, which are coming up at the end of this month, and you can uh, now vote for the upcoming week, so mm-hmm. do so. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, I also played another indie game called Gone Home. This one I played oh, off of... Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. I played this one off of Doba's Steam library, and I remember... I don't remember very much of what Doba said, but he talked about it on Read the Manual, and he said he really liked it. I've been and, really meaning to play it. I'm interested in what you have to say about it. Uh, you might be a little disappointed to hear what I have to say. Okay. Um, the game starts out, and you know you've come home. You're, um, you know, you've been on a, a trip traveling Europe for a year while your family's moved into a new house, and you come home at 1 a.m. on a stormy night where your house your house is empty and uh, like there's no trace of anyone. And it sets it it sets itself up as like a psychological horror game, and it has nothing to do with psychological horror. Yeah, I think it was so, an amnesia mod. It was originally an amnesia mod before it became standalone. Yeah, so like a lot of people get r- kind of shocked, like with a bait and switch of the premise. Like it is, it's it sets itself up as a psychological horror, and it is definitely not a psychological horror. <laughs> But you go around the house and you try to find like you find notes and like letters and other other various uh evidence of what your family's been doing over the past year and like you have your mom your dad and your little sister there and they all have their own story that you that you find pe- uh bits and pieces of mm-hmm. um and they all have like they they had their tru- they had their troubles going on and like uh, as the year went on they uh you know uh things were happening to them and you know by the end you you've learned a lot more about uh, each of your family members, like I'm sure the character you're playing probably knew a fair bit of already, but you're finding little bits all over. Like uh, you come across your dad's writing desk, and you see that he has uh, he has like notes about like JFK, and uh, he has post-it notes that say you can do better. And like you find that he he's written uh, like supernatural mystery novels about uh, the JFK assassination, mm. and um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but like I don't see many people talking about it, and this really got me. Like he has the post-it notes that say "You can do better," and then when you get into the basement later, you find a message, you find a letter from your grandfather uh, to your father, being like, "You know, uh, I, I read your first book, and you know it's always very proud to see your first book come in, but you know it's it's really it's kind of filled with cliches, the, and you know." There, it's it's kind of a weak story, you know, and it just finishes off saying you can do better. Mm. So it's it like like little bits of that, like that that really got me because that was like in huge letters on post-it notes across your dad's desk, yeah. and you can see that that affected your dad enough for that to happen. So right. it's like there are yeah. little bits of that that 
you know, make it a very well-structured story. But the real problem with how they've structured everything is that they didn't seem like they had a really good story they wanted to tell. Because while you have these really interesting stories about, you know, your dad, your mom, and your sister, the story about your sister takes center stage. It's the only one to have voice acted, uh, like narrated journal entries from your sister and it is very pervasive over the entire game mm. like every single room in the house has something to do with your sister's story and it's one of the most cliched stories i've ever read too <laughs> i've ever heard like That's it nice. is it is terrifyingly cliched because there's a part where you open like your the the locker in your sister's room and i was just screwing around and i accidentally guessed the combination and you're supposed to find the combination a lot later so i found this one journal entry like way way before i was supposed to read it <laughs> and it, it ended up being like down to the smallest detail exactly how i predicted the story going because oh. it's just so so cliched so like it's it's and the story, when you really sit down and analyze the story, which the game was clearly meant to be done like that, it's, you know, it really starts to fall apart with, you know, it's, you know, the, it, it, it they they could have done got done better. You can do better. <laughs> so it all comes full circle. There are there are a lot of really great things going on in this game, and I'm very very disappointed by the overall the overall outcome because they there was a lot of very strong potential and they clearly had a good idea about what they were doing and they just didn't have a solid foundation for it. Interesting. No, I mean I'm still really interested to play it. I do like those kind of games, so I'll have to take both yours and Doba's words into consideration. Mm. Anything else? I mean, you you said you're playing you know Mario, Zelda. I have uh I haven't been playing nearly as much as Mario. Um as or, or Zelda really because I've been trying to finish up Ace Attorney, which has hooked me really hard. Yeah, um, Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies is, is it's odd to say how I feel about it because it's the story is is one of my favorite written stories so far, but the gameplay is pathetically easy. It is way easier. Um, like there is the part in there's a part in Case Four, and this is just the one that comes to mind. But there's a part where he's like, you know, what are the inconsistencies between this room and the picture of this room? And, like, you kind of have to look behind something to see the inconsistency. And then, like, Phoenix's dialogue says, wait, the number on the floor. And and so then the judge asks, you know, what's the, what's the inconsistency? And I'm like, gee, I wonder if it's the number on the floor. There is a and, lot of leading in this game, yeah. for sure. And one thing I noticed, because yeah, I've been playing the game as well. So I can speak a little bit about it as well. Uh, the the investigation is way streamlined, and I guess that's an improvement that they did because you get to a point in some Ace Attorney games where you get to a point of like, do I have to show evidence to someone? Do I have to you know pixel hunt for this little bit? And you know, not only is you know investigating the crime scene easier, it's also better because you can change angles and makes it feel like a more three dimensional space. But you're gonna hover your, you know, pointer finger over it. You've already read it. There's a check mark. If you can investigate it, this little red circle, uh, and then, you know, they'll say like, "Oh, well, we should go to this room next," or sometimes they'll just take you right there. They've streamlined a lot of it, and there's also no health bar in the investigation. So, you know, if you do any perceptions for Apollo or the Magatamas uh, for for Phoenix. Like, if you guess incorrectly, there's no penalty. So, you know, they made that a lot easier. But 
yeah, if you pay attention to what's being said instead of just you know skip 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 skip, uh, it is easier. Yeah, I've I've never liked the investigation phase as much as the courtroom phase, mm. but uh, in this game, I just I really wish the investigation phase wasn't there mm. because I. I don't like it nearly as much as the courtroom phase. And then, like, overall, the the writing of the story is probably number two for me mm-hmm. in this, the series overall. But gameplay-wise, it's left me really disappointed. Uh, Which, first, th- thank, what do you think is first for you? Trials and Tribulations. By I Lord. agree. I agree. I think but, that's uh, where it's placed right now for me as well. And as someone who's finished the game, and I did the DLC as well, uh, I still think Trials and Tribulations is first because it's a little more coherent you know start to finish as an experience with a really good twist at the end but yeah this is right up there i i say number two is accurate as far as writing goes yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say something weird but did i hear words with friends or something or did i just hear those bubbles just go off in my head Uh, i guess my uh, my computer audio is going through way louder than it should be did Uh, i hear it though no varshal is messaging me on facebook he's asking i'm gonna come i'm gonna get back to school I just wanted to know if I was crazy or not. <laughs> okay. And I've still been playing Cookie Clicker. And Cook, Fire Emblem. Cookie stop. Clicker. Alright, and Fire Thank Emblem. You. Good good collection of games there. Tony, what have you been playing? Uh, not enough. Because it's work and uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I started playing Shantae. And that game's hard. The first Shantae? Yeah, I might just watch it. Uh, I tried to confide in Cyberlake, and I'm like, dude, Shantae's hard, and he just replied with me with, deal with it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not encouraging. <laughs> uh, Best advice. I got stuck on like what I needed to do with the key in like, the first dungeon or something, and I'm like, I don't, I can hit a lot. I don't, honestly, and he, I don't know if he'll agree with this statement or not, I feel like he's going to come after me talking bad about this game, and I'm not. But the hair whip range is, like, really not good. And uh, the DSi game that's out after that, I, I bought that preemptively. And I booted that up. And the hair whip's a lot longer and it just feels better. Like, in the in the first one, I don't think it's good. <laughs> the range is just awful. It's not good game feel in that respect. Uh, I might just watch it. Uh, other than that, Sonic Dash... Uh, is a is a mobile game that it's out on uh, it's been out on iPhone for like ever and it just came out on Android and I've played that a bit and it's really fun. It's just, is it a, uh, it's just just a runner game? Yeah, it's just you're running endlessly. You can sidestep, grab rings. Mm-hmm. You can press uh, you can swipe down to roll into a ball and destroy enemies, or to like roll under obstacles and you can jump in a homing attack over like big chasms and stuff. And it's like an endless runner and it's really fun and. Keeps wanting you to buy stuff <laughs> instead of uh, you know playing the game. Like, uh, I'm I'm trying really hard not to point out that you just said chasms. <laughs> I might have said that. I don't yeah. care right now. Uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, you get red rings after you know beating levels and doing good on them, or I think you can collect them in the levels. But it keeps wanting me to buy them like money. Hmm. So, and I'm like, oh. yeah, those those microtransactions there. My favorite thing was uh, you can use a red ring to continue uh, after you get hit, or it's like, or watch a video, so you just like watch an ad and then you can keep running. And I'm like, well, that's not terrible, really. 
But you guys are probably making a buttload of money from this. Because it sounds true. like a really good like, way to do that. Also, there is a... I guess it's like a this month or this week thing. A, a Sonic Lost World boss showed up randomly. Huh. Because they're know, trying to some integration for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if how I, that's doing. If I can touch on that real quick, I played the demo of both the Wii U version and the 3DS version. Yeah. They are functionally identical, but th- the 3DS demo had way better level design. That's what I've heard. It's real weird what I've heard with that. Uh, funny enough, uh, the Wii U bundle with Mario is like in my mom's closet uh, for Christmas. Mm. And uh, I have Super Mario 3D World and Sonic Lost World on my shelf behind me. But I can't play them. <laughs> oh. Right, so Christmas, which is fine. I would say 3D World is the more, more tempting of the two. Uh, yeah, but I want to play the... I don't even... God, all the Mario games like have the same title now. I'm going to play the new Super Mario Brothers U first, just because yep. it'll be quick, and Sonic, mm. because it's Sonic. But uh, we played Mario Brothers U. We did, but we skipped <laughs> half of it, I think. That's true. That was, yeah, that was crazy. We found that one shortcut. Just did you find the one at the very beginning? No, we found the one where we skipped, I think, all of World 3. There's one at the very beginning. Uh, it's it's in World 1-2, where you skip to World 4. Hmm. Well, I don't know, it was like a giant ice slide. Yeah, I remember that because we just like what's this, and it was just like we. <laughs> we're like, look at all that stuff we're skipping. Yep. Uh, yeah, but not not too much on my end. Uh, I'm mostly waiting for Christmas and waiting for uh, Project M. To be honest with you. Yeah, Project M a week from tomorrow. Major hype. Other than that, try not to get attached to anything because it'll be busy. I almost bought Assassin's Creed Four. Mm-hmm. Which you can tell me about that because it's on your I list. Will. I so go will. ahead. Um, well, first of all, since I was at Space Camp, yeah, a couple weeks ago, uh, listed off several games that I had played. Uh, I won't go too much detail, and I don't even have them with me in front. But I think it was Beyond Two Souls was one of them. Yeah, and I like David Cage games. I know a lot of people don't. It's uh, just a very divisive game creator with the the quick time events and the storytelling and all. But I really enjoyed that game. I'm a little bummed that it was snubbed entirely uh, from you know, the Game of the Year awards. Because if you talk about lifelike graphics, if that's you know, your credential for vo- voting for uh, best graphics, which it's not. Some people you know, do enjoy it's more of the, the art style of the game. I think Luigi's Mansion got snubbed for graphics. Mm, yeah, that too. Um, but there's no game that looks as lifelike as Beyond Two Souls, uh, as far as, you know, before next-gen, while you're still talking about PS3 and Xbox 360. I thought, uh, and I know I've hated on this game a lot, but I thought Last of Us had pretty damn good, like, I thought it looked really good. At least uh, the, like, human capture, like, the (laughs) motion recognition and whatnot, I thought that looked really real. Yeah, yeah, it was quite impressive. Uh, Rain was a short little game on PSN, and it has really nice atmosphere. Uh, storytelling with, you know, kind of like a storybook storytelling, no dialogue, you know, just words that appear on the screen as your character's moving by. Um, basically, the idea it's kind of a stealth game where you're a boy who's ventured in another dimension and you are invisible if you are covered by something like a roof 
But once you step out in the rain, that's when you're visible. And so there are stealth mechanics, rather basic ones, admittedly, that uh, go around that. Um, gosh, what else did I play around that time? Anyway, I've also uh, you know finished Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies. Played that up in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not while I was traveling out to Los Angeles or anything of that sort. Did you uh, beat it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did beat the game and also got the DLC, which is the Turnabout Reclaimed, which is you know Phoenix Wright's first case uh, oh. after he got his badge back. And he defends an orca. John huh. won't stop singing the song. <laughs> it's quite the <laughs> song. It's Lazy Town esque when you're talking about singing pirates and and things. Uh, but no, very very good game. Uh, really happy that it's you know gotten so many nominations for our Game of the Year awards. Uh, the t- game I've been singing the most time into is Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. And Tony, a year ago, a lot of us in our community were just we were not happy with Assassin's Creed Three. Here's what happened, by the way. I uh-huh. saw Assassin's Creed Four for thirty five dollars yeah. on uh, Amazon when they were doing Black Friday stuff, and I bought it. Just because I'm like, oh, it's a good deal, and I kind of want to play it. And then I put it in my cart, and it was like ready and everything. And then I went back and canceled it because I'm like, I really don't want to play that. <laughs> yeah. But but this is the part where you tell me otherwise. So with Assassin's Creed 3, it started so slowly. And the protagonist was not that likable start. So it really didn't draw you immediately in. Nope. Speak for and, yourself. Haytham was the only good protagonist, was the oh, only good oh, character no. in the whole no, game. That's, that's true. I, I was thinking. More for Connor, but yeah, Haytham was, was terrible. Connor was terrible, and I was thinking more of him. But yes, Haytham was was great for sure. Um, and then they were, they were trying a lot of new things with the new engine, with the Anvil Next engine. So there were issues there. This game, you get thrown right into the action. A much more likable protagonist in Edward Kenway, Haytham's father, and you are in the real world because. Things happened at the end of Assassin's Creed 3. In the real world, you are an Abstergo Entertainment employee, which is their Ubisoft's kind of pun on themselves, in a way. Oh god, I hate that so much. It is kind of weird and reciprocal, but it is uh. also worth going and investigating as an Abstergo employee, because it is pretty rewarding for fans of the series so far. Um... I'm only starting sequence five out of I think there's thirteen, so there's still a lot to be uncovered. That's uh, about where I am. I'm a little further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, da, da, da. like right in the beginning, you enter this main city, and I believe it is Havana. Havana is the first big city you get to, and it's you know pretty quick after the beginning, and it's a city that's open to you. Which was something that did not happen in the last last Assassin's Creed game no. because it went so long with the tutorial. And granted, they're still going through some tutorial things even this far in the game. But right from the get go, you see, oh, there's collectibles, there are things to do. There's shanties. There's shanties, which shanties collecting shanties is terrible because it's the whole <laughs> flying item that you have to chase after. But it is so worth it when you are sailing on the high seas and you have. Your crewmen singing different sea songs. Um, the official soundtrack doesn't have all the shanties. I'm so I upset. I know, I know, but there's there are lots of them. Is uh, 
here here's a big question for me uh-huh. is there like a base of operations that you can upgrade that like constantly brings you money or upgrades or anything like that because i feel like three didn't do that like at all it's, i'd say your ship is kind of that your ship is the big thing and then you can also send out ships from your fleet which are kind of like the brotherhood missions you know send them out on different missions than they only, you know, only I like that stuff to the internet though you can only do the fleet connected to the internet oh, that's dumb um, but you do have a home base, but it's mostly superficial. Like you need to put more money into your ship. And I'd, right, right. I'd, I'd say that like all the shipboarding and um, the like actually like boarding other ships and mm-hmm. uh, fighting them and everything that's a lot more engaging and way more fun than having just like a home base that just gives you money over the course yeah. of 20 minutes. That, but no, yeah, that's great. Uh, I just remember 2 just had such a great system with all that and like all the weapons you bought did things. And Yeah, it's, it's different. I felt, like three didn't, I felt like 3 really, I'm like, I don't need to buy any of these weapons. I don't need to do this. I don't need this. It's like it was all useless and I don't know how 4 did that. Yeah, I mean, the, the the big thing for me is it gets, you know, the being an assassin and, you know, the open world and the collecting everything, it gets that right. That's and good. I, I love, like, I completed, you know, the first city before even doing any of the missions there, and I'm like, oh, I have enough money to buy one of the best swords available to me right now. I right. spend... Personally, I spend so little time like actually in the cities on foot and everything. Mm-hmm. I actually get really resentful when I have to hang around a city for a while because I have so much fun on the boat. Like that... I, I, I've never fast traveled once o- over the ocean because I have so much fun sailing and boarding mm-hmm. ships. Sailing is fun, but I'm right now at the part where I didn't do the ship battles as much. And right now, you know, I put money into the Jackdaw, the ship. But I still have to level up more before I start sequence five with the first fort. Like I actually sailed into it, and they're like, "You probably should upgrade the jackdaw before starting this mission." I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> they told me that I went in anyway. Oh, okay. It took like eight tries, but I did it. <laughs> does does the combat and interface feel wonky still? Is that combat feels better? really good to me. I really like the combat. Combat is really fun, but it's also difficult in the sense that you can you, know, you take less hits. Like my health is oh boy pretty you know. Did you think up. three's combat felt wonky? A little bit. Does, it, does this one feel better? It, it feels better. It feels okay, better, good. especially when yeah, you, you're doing you're doing chain like, combo kills. Yeah. Like they they overhauled the combat in three totally, and it's the same system, but it works way better than it did in three. Okay. Well, yeah, it wasn't like I felt like three just wasn't done. Like in a lot of ways, I just felt like if it had a few more months, it probably would have been fine. I, I mean, think I've, I think I've put over a dozen hours into it already, and I'm only on sequence five. I'm putting a lot of time into it. I'm really enjoying it, and it's definitely, definitely better than three. I, only... I'm I'm sure I'll like it, mm-hmm. but three broke my damn heart, and not even in gameplay sense. I got into that whole series, and I thought the story was great. I thought Desmond's stuff was really cool, and I was, and it was building up this 2012 storyline that just ultimately just did nothing. And it's like, here's four, and I'm like, why? I invested all that emotion into that story that just thudded, and you just want me to keep going for what? Like, why should I? Uh, if, if you like the 2012 story, I've got some news for you. What? 
Uh, I was just trying to be sarcastic. It sucks. <laughs> like, uh, no, I, I cannot express how angry I am that Assassin's Creed 3, as a video game, canonically exists in the Assassin's Creed universe. Really, I yeah. I cannot tell you how angry that makes me. Did you feel like... I haven't talked to a lot of people about it. Did you feel like that story was building and building and it was just... 3 was going to oh, be yeah. the apex of amazing like storytelling and it just, just was nothing? Oh, yeah. It kind of ended up with a fart. Like, the, the 2012, to me, the 2012 story is unsalvageable. I really just think that they they should scrap the whole canon. I really do. Just yeah, start. I can't. And in one game, they ruined it. I can't believe it. I can't believe how bad that story was in 3. So, so what the hell's going on in 5, because, or 4, because didn't 3 kind of... Well, well, that's the thing. So, it, it's tough to say without really expressing, you know, for those who haven't, Played it, but basically you're going through as an employee at Abstergo. You're going through the records that Abstergo has on all of that stuff on Subject 17. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John is correcting us in the chat. It's not 2012. It's 2013. Well, yeah. Now it is 2013. <laughs> no, the storyline in Assassin's Creed. No, yeah. It's like... it's 20. It's 2013 now. It's it's yeah. It's after that big event that's what was cool too is it was building up kind of in real time like mm-hmm. it was a few months before and it was like assassin's creed 3 came out before uh december like 2012 and i'm like dude this is so cool it's like it's like oh man what if this is all going on kind of it's like a whole yeah. like alternate universe of cool crazy stuff happening that went nowhere yeah i'm so sad anyway I'm sure I'll be talking about it more as I play more, but I am really enjoying it so far, and it's a it's a fun game to play on PS4. I need to just talk to you about story sometime, oh. mm-hmm. like unrelated from this, because I could go a long time. The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds rules. It's great, and this is taking it from someone who does not play many top-down Zeldas. Well, yeah. Um, definitely need to play this game. I know if you've played Link to the Past, you're going to get more out of it. I only got so far in Link to the Past, like only a couple dungeons in, but I breezed through this game in a few days and it was just a lot of fun. Um, Honestly, the only gripe I've heard people talk about is, oh, the bosses are easy. Which is understandable in how they designed the game. You know, they they do the whole well, actually you get the first magical jewel whatever then you have two dungeons that you can do in whatever order you have the three jewels master sword break you know that's understandable then it's the whole rescue the seven sages so you have seven dungeons that they just throw across the rest of the world and you can tackle them in any order so naturally you're not going to go to one that happens to be oh a really hard one or a really hard boss and you're just going to be stuck and say oh well Forget that, I'm going to go try another one. They're going to want you to try to tackle them in any order, so they're kind of going to be all around the same difficulty, which is not that much. And then, if you want a harder difficulty, you can play Hero Mode after the fact. Um, But they also have the item renting system, which is, you know, you need to get a lot of rupees to basically buy all of them, which you can do because they have the energy bar system. No longer do, or at least in this game, no longer I say, do items run on ammo. So a lot I of saw your, that, and that was really cool to me. It's great because then 
your enemy drops and your grass drops are either hearts or they're rupees. And you need a lot of rupees, so that's and, for the best. And the, rupee, not... and the rupee cap was 100, I think, at the beginning, wasn't it? No, there's no rupee cap in this game. Oh, that's... Okay. That's awesome. It's great. Everyone gave Nintendo a lot of crap last generation, and I think deservedly so, on just a lot of their... They're not changing. Uh, this generation has really showed me... I've heard really great things about the Fire Emblem. I've heard... And I know firsthand, like, the Mario looks unique. The the Pokemon changed a lot of really good things for for the better. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like stupid we've been doing this twenty years kind of stuff. They're they're like slowly like okay we need to change these things now. Animal Crossing had a lot of really good changes and I'm just seeing it now and I'm like okay they're they're listening a bit now. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're listening. I'd just say that they're changing. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, link link between worlds, like you you say you said that you have you haven't played uh, Link to the Past very much. So, but like if you have played Link to the Past, then you'll you'll notice in this game this is such a sequel to Link Link to the Past. Like it doesn't get caught up on what's happened in the Zelda series since Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. It starts at Link to the Past and then makes its own new experience from there. Yeah, and it it's. It's very nostalgic and very, very new all at the same time because it like the the foundations of it are back in the mid nineties when Link to the Past came out and it, it is so very much a game from right there in that era. And then they they brought they brought in these modern ideas to change up the formula, make it it's a very, very different experience from many recent Zelda games and like really old classic fans should absolutely love it and mm-hmm. it's it's astounding that this game happened for me See, and I think it's great. I I'm, I'm sad because uh I can go back and play uh A Link to the Past but I won't have it like drilled into my nostalgia or memory even mm-hmm. like I can't play classic games and like like I've played Super Metroid uh maybe the last 5 years or so. Yeah. And that's just it's just not in my brain is it this with like Mario three or you know stuff I grew up with, so I know I know the feeling, but it's like man, I don't, I'm not gonna be able to put it in my head. Like like little stupid item spots that they would put that like correlate to the old game. Like it's, I'll never understand that because I don't, I'll really, never be able to know. It's not really hooked on nostalgia too hard. They do a very good job of making it standalone. Mm-hmm. It's more the nostalgia of the feel of the game than yeah. actually to link to the past than anything. Like. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not like oh hey remember this thing in Link to the Past now now it's here it's it's more of this this is the game that would have been made right after Link Link to the Past mm. and that that's how it feels yeah. and as someone who grew up on 3D Zelda and struggles with top down I loved it I, I got through it really really enjoyed it and the music is phenomenal holy crap oh, great, I, I w- great I w- soundtrack. I would say that it was a, a snub in Game of the Year, but it did come out after nominate the initial nominations ended. Yeah, and yeah. It's truth be told, it's really only where it is because I looked at the list and I was like, "Hey guys, Link Between Worlds comes out tomorrow. Let's put that on this list." Mm-hmm. Like it's it's only there because it's only anywhere that it is because we nominated it, anticipating it to be good. Yeah, no, gotta play, gotta play Link Between Worlds. Fantastic. Go watch uh, go watch Gerard's review of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely oh, do that too. Did you guys see he got the Metal Gear collection I sent him? <laughs> I did see that. That was me. Yeah. 
and he was on a podcast with some really cool dudes. And I'm like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> that was neat. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, I'm on World 5. and uh, That's where I am, I think. Nice. Which um, world is that? Is that Ice or Cloud? Cloud. That's where I am. I love yeah. how the overworld for Cloud sounds very Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing it like Mario Galaxy. You know, I you know, never grew up on you know, playing Mario with just like a, a normal game controller. Like I've been used to playing Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 with the Wii Remote Nunchuck, and that's how I'm playing this game, and I'm able to play it. Though I did have to do the uh, Infinite Lives, you know, boink, 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 because otherwise... I would run out of lives and I'd be frustrated and I'd put there's, the game down. But there's absolutely no consequence to running out of lives. Like we, like Tony, you were just talking about how Nintendo's, you know, moving on from stuck in their old ways. There's, they're stuck in their old ways by having lives at all because there is no reason to have mm-hmm. lives in this game. You yeah. want to talk about a platformer that there's no live system, really no penalty, and it's great. Rayman Legends. Rayman. Oh, Rayman. <laughs> um, I also played some Knack uh, with Solid Snake 120, doing some co-op. That was really quite enjoyable. A lot of people and reviewers were trashing Knack. And granted, you know, some of the gameplay is a little more fundamental. Kind of, you know, PS2 platformer era. But that doesn't make it a bad game. Uh, I think the story is maybe just a little uh, iffy, not entirely clear. I didn't know that Knack talks. That's the <laughs> weirdest thing. Knack talks... And it's a black dude doing the voice. Oh, and it's God. just like, oh, 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 this is not what I expected. <laughs> so I heard it was a cute little game. I it, think people it, just expected yeah. more out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it it was kind of their showcase game for the PS4 launch. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, as far as the particle effects, it is impressive. As 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 much as I feel the, the PS4 uh, and Xbox One, PS4 especially, in my opinion, as much as I feel like they are very good consoles in their own right they're having a lot of the same launch problems that the wii u did in that the launch lineup just isn't interesting because it's all ports and stuff that's just kind of meh yeah Yeah, that's what i said remember when i said that (laughs) but they got those sales and that's something that you did not get yeah that's That's, true but but is it just the initial boom like we'll have to wait and see well wii u's initial boom was in the first day, I think 600,000. Yeah. And then nothing else for the rest of its life. Yeah. yeah pretty I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been getting some booms from individual games, but none of it's really lasted. And I think that it, it, it really needs a really heavy hitter really soon. Like, people are saying Smash Brothers are, is supposed to be it, but, like... It, like it needs Mario it, Kart so soon. Pik- Pikmin didn't. Well, even Mario Kart. A lot of people. I mean, I love Mario Kart, and uh, I I will I will love that game to death. But a lot of people are saying that it looks just too much like Mario Kart Wii. That it's just like, why bother? Mm. And Mario Kart Wii is my favorite Mario Kart, so I'm not complaining. But like, I, I I can really see where people are, you know, like, what it, what is the point in this game? Because it's so much like this game we already have. So I I think it really, it it needs a, a game to really be like. This is a game you have to have that you have to play, and I really couldn't tell you what that's going to be. I really agree with uh, Gerard's review of Mario 3D World when he said that was the game they needed at launch. Yeah, yeah, not absolutely. a year in. So, I, I feel I feel like 
Mario U and Mario 3D World really, really should have been switched in priorities. Mm -hmm. Because while Mario U is a fantastic game in its own right, earlier that year they just had Mario, you know, new Mario 2. Mm -hmm. And the, it, it, it was very, very samey to have come out so close between each other. They needed 3D World off the bat. Definitely. Well, while we're talking about systems that are struggling with sales, let's talk about PlayStation Vita. Woo! <laughs> and the game Tearaway. I happen to have the box right here. Look at that. Tearaway is uh, the latest game from Media Molecule. They're the makers of the Little Big Planet series. And this game is all kind of adorbs. Oh, yeah. um, it's basically a game that's in a paper craft world. And you play, you know, a kind of protagonist, like most games. However, the game is very fourth wall breaking in that you have you know this character, but the narrators of the story also refer to the you, as in the player. Huh. So what the game is really good for and why I would throw my support for it behind Show Me Your News best PlayStation Vita game is it uses the system's full capabilities. It's very aware of what the Vita can do, what its features are, and it uses them. Uh, so you can customize your character using the touchscreen. You can buy little doodads and whatnot and drag them and make them bigger, you know, pinch and zoom and rotate and change colors and whatnot. So you can make the, playable, uh, the protagonist your own. Um, you can use the rear touchpads. There'll be little pads that you know your fingers can basically stick through to either you know move objects in the world or help you know lift the protagonist up through puzzles or you can tap the rear touchpad so there are little drum pads in the world so if the protagonist is standing on a drum pad and you're tapping the back screen it kind of creates a little bounce effect so it helps for platforming when the protagonist doesn't yet have a, a jump feature or ability a lot of things like that and it also uses the cameras on the back so you can you know take pictures or you do a selfie and so the idea is <laughs> that the protagonist has an envelope for a face and it has the message to deliver to the sun and you are the sun it takes the front facing camera and shows your face real time in the sun it sounds like, like teletubbies kind of like teletubbies except not creepy as hell because it's you and not some baby. But basically, it's you know it's a simple platformer. It has these combat mechanics that are a little basic, but it's so charming. And this papercraft mechanic, uh, tear away. Look it up and give it your manies if you have a Vita. I might need to get a Vita. There's going to be a girls in Panzer game. Ooh. They're talking about uh, a Vita PS4 bundle. They yeah, are talking about that, yeah. I think as I heard it's overpriced. Yeah, they've only talked about it for Europe, and it's only really saving $10, so they got to implement that better. Oh, yeah, especially if they want to get rid of those things. Well, gosh, we're 50 minutes into the show, and we really got to get to our, our headlines here, so let's make it... I think there's here. not that much to talk about, though. So. No, not too much, but let's see here. We've got you know the latest Super Smash Bros. Uh, Meverse updates. We would have the Smash Brothers thread here, but... Their site's down at the moment. Um, I think we talked about the Mario Galaxy stage last time. Did you? Yeah, we did. I don't think there was like any big pictures to discuss this 
the stuff. Hmm. Uh, oh. We didn't talk about Project M 3.0. If you want to just replace that with that, because that like happened that like, did, two hours after we recorded. That did I'm happen like, just good. after. So Project M 3.0, yeah, is coming out on December 9th. Uh, that is a BFD, big freaking deal. Uh, they is. finally got all the characters that you know people have been clamoring for. They got Kirby. They got Samus. They got Yoshi. Olimar, which I did not expect. Mm-hmm. All it's, the characters it's, it's, are in. Yeah, it's, I was about to say, it's every character now, finally. It's every Mar- character. Barring any secret characters they still have. Right, every character plus Marth and Roy uh, confirmed. Every Brawl uh, character, that is. Uh, and then you have <laughs> some of the alternate costumes as well. Mm-hmm. That's, gonna, that's one of the most exciting things for me, I think. Mm-hmm. This is it is... every character, like... All everyone from Brawl, really? Everyone from Brawl? I feel like uh, just with all these demos, I'm like, there's probably some still some stragglers or something. Oh, that was the thing. Like, they're just you know, Ice Climbers is also you know they confirmed like that trailer. Like, you'd expect like maybe they do one or two. They're just like, bam, bam, bam. We're just knocking out all these characters. It was a it's a great trailer. You imagine if they didn't show Samus at the end? Like that was the only one (laughs) left. That's why they were being such. Yeah, yeah, they they. That's why they saved Samus for the end. Like they, they looked like they were done. They were like, "Oh yeah, there's one thing left," and then and they we, showed Zero Samus, Zero Suit Samus doing her final smash. We remember them being on our Switch show and they beams with the taunts. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I was showing a um, Sword Hunter my brother, and you know, big Metroid fan, and he was just like, "Okay, what's different about you know Samus?" And you know, that doesn't look different. And then he sees the changing of the beams, like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Um, that that's Which, awesome. <laughs> that's that's gotta be why she's taken so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you'd imagine. I mean, we had them on our show when they were talking about Zero Suit Samus, and they revealed her, and then revealed Meta Knight. Uh, just to see all those character revelations back to back, and this is Turbo Mode where that kicks into play. I mean, they have they have some great videos and great combos for that. Uh, it's gonna be really exciting. New, to have new that stages. New stages, I, yeah. I think I think uh, stage and like costume stuff. Like I think people can do that. Mm-hmm. Like I not think... like not needing to do project down, but it's like dude, just pack it in there anyway. I just want to be those characters, and you know it. Did either of you guys read the uh, M- the AMA from one of the developers on the Smash Brothers subreddit? No, I did not. But that was happening right when they released the trailer. Yeah, it was day of, so I don't really remember too much of it. But they they have expressed interest in. Um... Well, they, they, they haven't said that this is going to happen, but they said that there's nothing stopping them from making, like, two or three more characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. And, like, they, ha- they haven't given even the slightest idea as to who those characters would be. Pichu confirmed saying, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, besides, besides saying that for legal reasons, they have to already be in Brawl in some right. form, like as a sticker or a trophy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't be doing Mega Man. They can't be doing Wii Fit Trainer. You yeah. know, none of that. Yeah, like, <sighs> I have they, to... Go ahead. They, there's no, there's no physical reason they could have, they couldn't have. But like once, once you start having things that weren't originally licensed to be put in Brawl, modded into Brawl, you start to get really nervous about, uh, about cease and desists. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and they do not want that. They've been spending years and years on the project, and yeah, you don't want to. It's astonishing that Nintendo hasn't shut it down because this is exactly the kind of thing that Nintendo would shut down. Yeah, no, it's very true. They've done. Same I think thing they know projects. how 
bad the backlash would be, and I feel like people would oh, care. They'd still that, like that's that's never stopped. Stopped them before. That has never stopped Nintendo <laughs> no, from doing anything. It, it did stop them because they tried to shut down the the streams at Evo, and they're like, "Oh, we're getting heat real bad because they raised money for cancer." That didn't stop them until after it had already happened, and it astonishes me that in like two or three years they haven't touched Project M. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, that's not a big deal. And then it became a big deal. And they're like, well, probably too late to do anything, I would imagine. The, if I may talk about one of these Smash 4 screenshots here, I think the most you recent not, you ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> show now. Not allowed. I think one of the more interesting ones is this. Uh, they show a red-black effect now appears when you're hit by a strong blow. It'll only appear when you have high damage. So when you see this, you're in trouble and you're probably about to get KO'd. Huh. Almost like looks like a critical hit or something like that. These little things ex- like tend to excite me more than the big things. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like just these like the little details are the things that really really get me, and it's so cool to know that you know it like that'll just make a killing blow that much more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, once you're actually playing, that's the stuff that you that you get really excited for. I mean, not only that, but then you've seen you know the that the actual attacks are more visual in nature, especially for sword wielders. You see almost like the hitboxes, the arches of the sword swings. You, they, it's got a more, it looks like it has more of a weight to it. Now, granted, we still have to see more video footage. We have to you know, get playtime ourselves. But I'm liking the looks of how these attacks are going. Here's the thing, and I don't want to detriment uh, Nintendo at all because it's not their fault, but Project M has made me a lot less excited for Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> it's made me really nervous because... Really nervous too, yes. I, I, I'm still going to, I, I still believe that Smash 4 is going to be a fantastic game that I'm going to love playing, mm-hmm. but I'm really scared that I'm going to play it for like a month and be like, okay, time for more Project M. And as as much as I love Project M, I don't want that to happen. Right. No, and it shouldn't. Like I'm I'm in love with Project M, and I I'm beyond excited as to whatever they say about Project M. But I really really want Smash Four to replace it. Yeah, I think I, and it, it technically doesn't have to replace it. Just like how when Brawl was still popular, people still played Melee. Well, at least at least personally for me. Right. Yeah, I I mean it's got Mega Man in it, uh, but it's just a lot of little <laughs> things, the the little like tech things like uh, the critical hits and stuff you just mentioned like that makes me happy because like you can have all this shiny new stuff, but uh, little meta competitive game things like that'll be what like oh cool Project M doesn't have this it's an upgrade you know yeah yeah plus and it means keeping your Wii around. I think the best case scenario yeah. is that they. That instead of like one being better than the other, they will kind of be alongside each other, kind mm-hmm. of like in the way that, um, oh god, there was something very recently that people were talking about, like this. Oh, like this is not really a perfect correlation, but like with Pikmin three, people are saying like it's not it's not a step up from Pikmin two so much as it is a different step up from Pikmin one, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of the direction that I want Smash Four to be in comparison to uh, Project M. I can see and, that, yeah. And I'm I'm just afraid that I'm I'm really scared that uh, Project M is going to end up being better than uh, Smash Four. 
And if it is a different step up, that wouldn't be bad because uh, honestly, as oh, much as Project M has caught on fire and everything, and it's got a lot of public attention and stuff from like uh, IGN and whatnot, the we'll never see. I think Project M at like Evo or something. No, no. like Project yeah. M is, but just by virtue of not being an official game, Project M is never going to be as big as Smash Four can be. Like we, yeah. like I think that it is in many ways better than both than any Smash Brothers game that is currently out. I think that I mean, it's worlds better than Brawl, and I do think that Project M is better than Melee at this point. But it'll never be as big as any of them can be because it's not a, an official game. Right. Yep. I agree. Hype on both ends, let's just say Definite, that. definite hype for sure. Yeah. So Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are out in the marketplace. Actually... You know, in North America and Europe now. Japan is still waiting for PlayStation 4. But uh, PlayStation 4 just launched a couple days ago in Europe. Have you seen South Park yet? I have not seen South Park yet. I, I, saw, I saw bits and pieces when I was in the hotel room. I mean, up at Space Camp. Yeah, was, was, was there even the smallest reference to Wii U? Even an insult at it. Just the smallest I, thing. I'm very much expecting that in the third episode. It's not out yet? No. What? <laughs> it was Thanksgiving last week. It's a Thanksgiving episode. It's about Black Friday. I, I would agree with you if their staff didn't work when they when, like the week it happens. Yeah. <gasps> so you know, stress. <laughs> These are the sounds. <laughs> stress. <laughs> well, also, also they delayed Black Friday in the second episode anyway. Yeah, that's like true. The- they did. Yeah, I, I did see that end. See, that's like yeah. the end I saw. You definitely, before Wednesday, need to do that if you can yeah. help it. Mm-hmm. And George R.R. R. Martin was talking about... Wieners. Wieners, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone told me there were spoilers to the books in there. And I'm like, what? That was all wiener talk, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's convinced... But that's a spoiler. <laughs> Maybe the third book has, has an extensive side story about wieners. Possibly. Maybe. I mean, it's uh, Game of Thrones, so. So I thought I would share some of my experiences uh, with both systems. I'm doing my documentary on the the build up to this console war and all that, and the decisions that were made along the way, and how the audience and as consumers impacted the decisions that were made. Uh, so I have been playing more PS4. To be honest, I think, like you said earlier, uh, the the launch lineups could have been better. They're not terrible by any means, but you know, they they do need more games. And there is you know the next few months to they're gonna be waiting. And you know some of the big games are coming in March. I feel like, I feel like when 3ds came out, there was like nothing to play on it. Yeah, like nothing. <laughs> that was that was one of the worst yeah, in recent 3, memory. 3ds had a worse launch than. Um... Wii U did. Yeah. Wii U had things at least. Like even ports was nice. They and did, it did have, have yeah, yeah, but three, Super 3DS Mario had Brothers. Steel Diver. <laughs> Steel Diver, Nintendogs, and Pilot Wings. I remember Street Ooh. Fighter Four. Yes, there there was that too. That was like the big like maybe I can get that. But it's like why would in like a year I'm not gonna want that. Uh, let's see. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed four, as you know. Um that's been what I've most been playing. I still have yet to go into Killzone Shadowfall. 
Yeah. So that looks gorgeous from you know different videos and reviews and whatnot. And then I also have Contrast and Resogun. I mean, that's that's the PlayStation Plus. It's you know kind of a little more of a requirement this time around because PlayStation Plus is required for online multiplayer. But all of the benefits that you get with the free games every month and everything, it's entirely worth it. It's a much better value, even though I don't like playing games online and I like to buy my games as they come out. Like I'm like, that's not a bad deal, though. Yeah. yeah. I've been hesitant about Twitch streaming from PlayStation 4. I have not done so yet, so I can't tell you how well it works. But it's nice that you know, they have the camera and you can do picture-in-picture with that. And you can see you know, the messages on the screen. So... At least that's happening because Xbox One finally, you know, confirmed their Twitch plans, and yeah, you can't live stream at launch on Xbox One, which well, is funny because they, launch? which that's is true. funny because they announced it before. Exactly, they announced it first before PlayStation. Yet PlayStation was able to lock down the feature at their launch. Now Xbox One has a Twitch app, but you can, you know, watch, you know, streams and you can get achievements. For watching news. <laughs> there you go. If you're, I'm not going to begrudge you if you're watching this show on your Xbox One right now. That's cool. Who knows if you are. <laughs> um, but no, you, you can't live stream on Xbox One until 2014, in the first half of the year. Uh, very, based, very surprising. Based on what I know about Twitch's awful, awful apps, you can't watch anything that isn't in the top 200 channels. <laughs> Well, Twitch you're probably not watching this on Xbox One. The, the Twitch mobile apps and the at least the Xbox app, or they're really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I did upload a video uh, from PlayStation 4, though, and it was a little glitchy moment that happened in Assassin's Creed 4. And oh, yeah. I, I posted it to my it's Facebook, not, but it's not so the it, best glitch. I can tell you that. No, <laughs> no it's not. Uh, so it's not on YouTube yet. They have yet to integrate the YouTube functionality, but it's right now on my Facebook page. I can kind of describe it though. Like I'm in a jungle, and I suddenly come across a white jaguar, which you know those are animals that they've kind of carried over from Far Cry Three, where you can hunt animals and get upgrades from them. And these bigger game animals, you kind of go into a quick time event struggle with them. Unlike, you know, other animals where they just, oh, they'll maybe run away from you. So this jaguar is attacking me, and I break free from it, and with all of the foliage in the jungle, the jaguar starts freaking out. It's, like, glitching all over the place, and I'm trying to, like, <laughs> aim at, a, like, a blow dart at it or a gun or whatever just to try to kill it, but it's freaking out almost like it's uh, lagging on <laughs> online player matches, just flopping all over the place, and... That was strange. I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta... So Jamie Lannister pulls out his wiener and starts flopping it around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yes. So I have to... Uh, I like, I gotta use the share feature finally, and that worked well. You could, you know, trim the video, and bada-boom, bada-bing, there you go. Um, That's cool. Have not gotten to Xbox One as much yet, though I have like, NBA 2K14. I have COD Ghosts. Um... I'm mostly excited for Peggle 2. I know that's really strange to say, <laughs> but Peggle, Peggle 2. 2. Peggle 2. Um, but the interface on Xbox One is more visually appealing. It isn't overrun with ads like 360 was. They have you know your oh pins. God. 
It got um, so bad on 360. Oh, God, no, it, 360 it is actually just broken right now because it keeps asking me. Uh, it's doing this thing now where it's like whenever I try to log in, it's like, oh, hey, we need another form of like your yes. personal data so yes. that we can contact you. So I'm like, fine, here's my email address. Next time I logged in, hey, we did another thing from you. Yeah. I'm like, I already gave you my email address. So it's like, so I'm like, just use my email address. It's like, we don't have an email address for you. How about you just give us another one? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's messed up. I mean, I do like PlayStation 4's interface because it's kind of just an evolved form of the cross-media bar. Right. So it, it works and it's functional, but as far as just looking at it, uh, Xbox One's is more visually appealing. The voice recognition does work quite well with Connect, though <laughs> as far as Connect recognizing faces and signing you in, I was, I was tweeting about this, that... You know, it can you know see who's entered the room and sign them in, and you have, can have more than one player logged in at the same time, and you can say Xbox, show my stuff, and then it like logs in and shows your dashboard as opposed to the other person that's there. Well, if I'm sitting there and I'm logged in on Xbox One, it was going to be the point. You know, my brother and I had accounts on the system. It scanned our faces, whatever. I leave the room. I come back in. Xbox Connect recognizes my face, but thinks it's my brother's face. I, so I feel like that's in... I feel like that's not fair to your Xbox. <laughs> it took oh, me yeah. months to oh. figure you guys apart. <laughs> By the way, Tony, you mentioned um, you know, some someone might be actually uh lis- watching us on uh, their Xbox. Xbox uh-huh. off. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I turned off. Some of those functionalities, uh, but you know, as far as going, you know, switching They're between not apps, be that far yet? Yeah, that that stuff works. Uh, it's it is a good system to start with. It's going to get better, of course, with updates and of course games. But because they made it so similar to PlayStation Four, and now the two boxes are are really so similar, you know, they're at a a reasonable point now. And yeah. I, I bought it mostly because of the experiences I know are coming and, you know, to put the good faith into the system. I know there's, like, Brennel Floss does a song, like, don't you ever, ever buy a console at launch, and there's people who believe that, but it's, you, then you get into the whole Catch-22, which is exactly what you're seeing with Wii U. If no one buys the system, games won't be made for it. Games yep. won't be made for it because no one's bought the system. Just just Cartman goes on a rant. Yeah, Cartman <laughs> goes on a rant about that too. So PlayStation Four sold. Are you serious? Jesus Christ! <laughs> PlayStation Four sold one million units in the United States at its launch, uh, and then Xbox One, with its worldwide launch, sold a million worldwide. It's going to be interesting to see European uh, release information start to trickle in and see how. Still hasn't hit a million. <laughs> Xbox One, in the first. Day in Europe, I believe, nearly surpassed the Wii U's lifetime sales over there. Jesus, no, no I'm joke. It didn't actually do that. Like, I'm sorry. I love the Wii U. I love Nintendo. I, it's it's awful. It's not. It's it's dead. I'm, it's 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 dead. It's in trouble. It's it's definitely in trouble. I think it's dead. I feel like it's gonna do good on Christmas. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not at all optimistic. How are your Thanksgiving and Black Friday experiences, guys? 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh. I actually, um, Thanksgiving was really low-key here, because, you know, my family's not doing so great financially, so, you know, we've oh. all had to, like, you know, work and do stuff over Thanksgiving, but, you know, I came home, spent spent some time with everyone, hung out with Fangs, watched hers. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> watched, <laughs> no, 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 don't just keep going, what was that? That was Fangs. I know, but what, she, what was going on there? <laughs> I mentioned her, and she went, "Yo, oh, <laughs> you, <Hi>. you." <laughs> so, yeah, hung out with her, watched her scream at Fire Emblem, uh, played, <laughs> played, played TF2 with her. And um, by the way, uh, I almost considered uh, for my "What Are You Playing?" have Man vs. Machine with Fangs, and noted that I did. I didn't want to talk about man versus machine. I want to talk about man versus machine with fangs <laughs> because she, we were playing with this one person that, uh, it, it was like me, her, uh, psycho Mexican juice. And, uh, no DQB wasn't there at that time. There were, there, uh, there are these two randoms with us. And one of them was, uh, was his name was based opinions. And like at one point, <laughs> no, based options, whatever. So when he finished, when he uh, killed a tank, she just says in the chat, thank you, based options. And then she started calling him based Kun. <laughs> and she was, and eventually she was just like, thank you, based Kun. You did thing very well. I love when you do the thing. <laughs> I just have it's memories of Yomakai with base God and Eddie. <laughs> that's what, that's all I thought about. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and I actually, I actually went to uh, Black Friday's uh, uh, not Bla- Best Buy's Black Friday thing on Thanksgiving night because we had dinner. Oh really- no! Why? We had dinner really early, and I I, I went like an hour late because oh I was like, gosh. "There's not actually anything I want to buy." Don't support that, man. Don't seriously, I- no. I only bought a soda. <laughs> that that'll show them. <laughs> what kind of soda? <laughs> Coke. No, but like we went there just to walk around and see what was going on because. Uh, Coke, like I said, you know they're making a polar bears, the, the Coca Cola polar bears movie, right? That's your fault now. What? I saw no, there was a, a trailer movie? for uh, it catching fire for polar bears. No, it's not. Gonna, it's it's not going to be worse than the new Tarzan movie. God damn it, Tarzan Avatar. It's just called the Polar Bears. That's like a that. terrible title. I'm like yeah, that that was the first title that no, came up. Good. That's awful. It's gonna be great. I love it. I love it. No, <laughs> no. But as far as Black Friday goes, it was actually a very, a very nice place in Best Buy, and we, uh, we sat down. We watched the, uh, the 4K TV demo display for about 15 minutes, and we, and then uh, we left. Hmm. So, so, so you mean you weren't in Chicago, where a woman at a Walmart? Of course, it freaking happened at a Walmart. Murdered three people to try to get the last Xbox 360 that was there for $99? See, yes, we were talking yes, about... Three people. We were talking about stuff like this in the main chat a little bit, uh, like on Friday. And you really gotta understand, as far as violence in stores, Black Friday really isn't all that bad compared to the rest of the year. I understand that the media hypes it up and everything. But when this concept of Black Friday is starting to go global... America's crazy. We're bonkers, and they don't mess around. Walmart. It's Walmart. I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure that including those three people you just mentioned in the history of black of all of Black Black Friday, Black Friday, <laughs> Black Friday, Black in Friday, the, in the history of Black Friday, seven people have died, <laughs> including the three people you just mentioned over the course of a hundred years. I don't know, man. So. Uh, but I will say that I found uh, I've seen pictures now and I've never seen them before. They might have been in circulation the last few years about how it's in America. Thanks, uh, is thankful for everything. Is it takes a whole day to be thankful for things, and then the next day he tries to kill each other for material goods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, not even then when it's starting to creep. In. A couple years ago, I was working at Toys R Us, and I know we have a couple sminges who are working at Toys R Us right now, and I can completely empathize with them. Um, but that was the year where they were among some of the stores who were going back to 9 p.m. on Thanksgiving night. I'm like, okay, that's a little ridiculous, but at least it's after when most people have dinner. Now you have the stores going to 6 p.m. And that's... That's crazy. That's not okay. Not okay. And especially when people go out there and support that decision with their money. Stop. Um, well, like, me, me, and, me and Fang's only one, because we didn't really have much of a Thanksgiving dinner. Like, we, we ate at, like, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So and then like we weren't with any extended family. It was just kind of a regular day around home. And so that's like the only reason we would have gone at all. But I feel like if you're the kind of person that's going to leave like you're, that's going to skip out on your family to go to bl- to go to get Black Friday deals, you probably weren't really going to have a very me- very good Thanksgiving to begin with. Yeah. But the people that have to work, that's really not fair. No, that's that's very here, true. Here, here, here was mine, and I'll go through it pretty quickly because it wasn't much of anything. Uh, my family kind of went like an hour away, and I had to work at UPS that night. Mm. Uh, which I'm not complaining because it's like at midnight; it's not that big a deal. Right. And the money's triple time, so they treat us good. There you go. So no, pro- no, <laughs> shut up. No problems as far as that goes. Uh, so I'm just like, I'll just, I'll just stay home. They had like four dogs too. I'm like, I'll get sick, and then I'll have See, to drive an hour back. Uh, this is why you got to work fun? on Black Friday because you don't know the difference between treating good and treating well. <laughs> so shut up. Uh, anyway, uh, my friends assured me because I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just need something else. Uh, my friends assured me that Chinese places are open on uh, uh, Thanksgiving. So I'm like, bra- yeah, on Black Friday. On Black Friday because uh, they don't. It's like, yeah, they don't celebrate, and I'm sure there are some that don't. But everyone around here was closed, so oh. that threw a threw a wrench in my whole uh, Thanksgiving. So I just made a pizza. In, in this doesn't it doesn't matter if you actually celebrate it. It's still a holiday. Hey, People aren't going to take any excuse not to work. Did you buy anything hey, fun? Uh, on Black Friday, I stayed. Well, I actually had to work at Logan's. Uh, funny enough, I kind of had my own experimental uh, poll. Anyone who came in, just because uh, I see people, I had to make small talk on the way anyway. <laughs> I was just like, "So did you go shopping today?" And they're like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every not one person went shopping that Good came in, them. and I'm like, "Cool." I got a couple Steam games, but my big thing was the Mega sixty four ten year anniversary compilation blu-ray Ooh. I'm, I'm happy with that um i don't know hopefully you had a safe black friday and enjoyable one with family uh and i know it's an american thing especially with the thanksgiving and eating the food and watching the football and all that but making fun of our canadian friends <laughs> that yep. too 
I'm getting turkey for Christmas, god damn it. <laughs> oh. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I, got pum- I have pumpkin cheesecake sitting in the refrigerator. That sounds like it would be good. <laughs> it it's probably uh, is really good. Pumpkin cheesecake. Mm. Happy Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish fans. Please explain to me how when the last time that Hanukkah and Thanksgiving uh, lined up was a hundred years ago. The next time won't be for seventy thousand years. Yeah. Please, that, please explain to me how your calendar works. That that doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, our learning of the week this week takes a look at an Xbox One letter. That's actually a real thing. And it was kind of meant to have a fill in the blank sort of thing. I I, I wanted to read this whole thing, but we're running a little low on showtime. I don't want to hear this whole thing. Um, so, <laughs> I've been avoiding this. Yeah, it, this is kind of a thing where you know you're supposed to you know kind of fill in the blanks and all that, but uh, gosh, what are some of the? Hey, honey, not sure if you've heard, but Xbox One is now available. That means we can start playing games like Dead Rising Three. I know, I know. You'd rather do your taxes early than watch me slay zombies. But hear me out on this: Xbox One is actually for both of us. Seriously. And then it's talking about... I think there's like a knitting reference in there. Uh, It's meant to be for men to try to win over their significant others who are not into games. And no one at Microsoft looked and said, this is probably not a good idea. (laughs) Like, this had to go through a whole team of people that looked at this and they're like, yeah, we got something cool. And then that had to go to a team of supervisors that would say, yeah, you did a good idea here. And then that's got to go to a whole team of executives that would be like, yes, this is what we want to see on our product. And this is called... And gets out me and Super, and then me and Super laugh at it when it gets out. Like, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We need to be, hire us, damn it. And they, they edit it, but they called it We Got Your Back. And one of the reasons why it'll help is it will help us get fit. The console offers Xbox Fitness free with Xbox Live Gold through December 20, uh, December 2014. So I can get the abs I've always dreamed of while working out to Tracy Anderson. What if this whole thing is actually a scheme by Microsoft to break up these relationships so that people <laughs> spend more time playing Xbox One? So that they can spend more, so they can sell more of their habits data to more companies. Oh Those my god, I've done it. Brilliant I've solved, bastards. I've done it. I've solved Microsoft. Solved my game. I thought that was... I'm sure you just tapped your mic, but I just imagine you throwing your headset off and running into the streets like, I've solved it! I did I'm done. throw my headset off. And Fangs is kind of mad at me now. Because <laughs> it's hers. Oh boy. that that's That's just ridiculous. Anyway, our story pool, we only have one story, and it's how people are misusing... PlayStation 4 live streaming. Hold on, about... did, you, did you see the guy live tweeting his feud at the airport with oh, some ladies? Oh god, yes. <laughs> go yes. look for that. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's too much time and I probably can't do it justice. Look, go look for that. <laughs> look for a guy who was live tweeting one of his flights on a plane on Thanksgiving and he got into a, a feud with a woman named Diane in seat 7A. <laughs> Was that I real? think they had a, a hashtag going that was like Diane can eat my D. <laughs> <laughs> great, great story. People like that need to calm down, and I it's know. not all about them. 
Diane can eat my D. Uh, back to Twitch talk on PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 comes with a game bundled in on the system already called the Playroom. And it's to take advantage of if you have the camera, the PlayStation camera. Now, this was a peripheral that was supposed to be included with the PlayStation 4. But when they realized that there was the advantage to get you know the upper hand in terms of price at E3, they cut the camera, bundled in, sold it separately so they could say, we've got the $100 price under. Well, this game, The Playroom, is able to be you know live-streamed on Twitch.tv, but it uses the PlayStation camera like a webcam. So the main content is the people in the room, and when you give people access to things like that, they will do whatever they wish, including adult things. Did you guys get a chance to, to look at this one? So, um, I was listening to the Nintendo mm-hmm. when they were talking about the swap note thing. I think your microphone has to get a little closer to your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> yep. I was listening to Radio Free Nintendo, and they were talking about swap note, but this is it's basically the exact same conversation. Right. Uh, one of them is actually, he, he graduated computer science, and he works in software engineering. And he says that in every job he's ever worked at, and as well as in several of his classes, they have this thing called the penis. People will find a way to send dicks to you, each other. <laughs> if you have any possible way for one of your customers to use your product to display a picture of a penis, they will do that. And you, <laughs> need, you need to be prepared for the consequences of that. Yep. Clearly, someone at Twitch and someone at Sony needs to pay more attention to the penis rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was George a couple. Sure did. <laughs> there was a couple drinking, and they drank themselves in a stupor, blacked out in the broadcast. Woman later appeared totally nude. Uh, there was, you know, intercourse, as it were, on Yoko some some of these streams. Sex. Yeah, they, they they did the sex. It's okay. They did they did the do. <laughs> Um, yeah, basically whatever you can imagine on there. So Twitch had to revise its terms of... No, you don't know what I can imagine. (laughs) I'm sure I can imagine much worse things. (laughs) So these accounts were banned. It was so close to being the hilarity of the week, but I had to put that Microsoft story there because... I had to start having (laughs) (laughs) runner-ups. It was the runner-up. Let's get into games that are out recently quickly. We'll breeze through these. We had Need for Speed Rivals. Apparently quite good. You know, kind of a successor to uh, Hot Pursuit. Are you a we Speed Needer? Speed Needer, exactly. You had all the Xbox One releases. Soul Calibur 2 HD Online. That kind of went under the radar a little bit. Did I didn't know that. It's not in it. Who cares? Exactly. It's Who is good? Spawn and Heihachi, and that's it. You had Mario 3D World, Link Between Worlds, Mario Party Island Tour, which... I saw my an article. Stuff didn't even have Mario Party Island tour. Because oh, <laughs> like my one of my friends uh, pressured me into deciding to buy it because he really wanted to play it, and I mm. kind of I kind of did too. But until he started pressuring me, I wasn't prepared to actually go pay for it. And then I walked into GameStop, and we go to this GameStop all the time. We know all the people who work there. We're, we're friends with them. I go in. And the first thing I say is convince me not to buy Mario Party Island Tour. And she's like, I don't think we have any of that in. <laughs> That's did a that, pretty good condition. Did, did that come out today? <laughs> wow. 
Oh, God. Uh, I will say this about uh, Mario real quick, because we haven't talked a whole lot about it. Uh, that I haven't... Every time I see something, I go, whoa! So stop looking at stuff. <laughs> because I want that experience when I play it. Yeah. And my no, friend just got a Wii U, and I'm pissed at him. And I'm like, I'm not playing it! It's, it is my favorite uh, main series Mario game. It's it's great. Yeah, it's saying a lot. A and lot, I've heard music is great. A lot of stuff if you want to complete everything. And uh, I, I just uh, on that note too, I haven't watched Gerard's uh, video yet because I'm gonna wait. He is impressive. The uh, meverse in this game is actually really, really good. It is. A- yes. Another thing, if they fucking play it on Steamroll, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> so I'll have to wait oh. to watch that. Yeah. But they just started Oregon Trail, which is weird and funny, but. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be all right then. Apparently, in Mario Party Island Tour, you can still win by doing nothing. Yay. Good. That means Year of Luigi wins by doing absolutely nothing. That means it's a Mario Party game through and through. And then also Tearaway came out. And go go, go buy Tearaway if you have a Vita. This is is the Vita game to have. This is the Vita game to have, aside from Persona 4 Golden. Because it's it's totes cutes. Not girls and cancer? You can get that too. <laughs> Dude, it's a, I want. I need that. It's a problem. I'm not joking. Quick soapboxes here. What are you eating? I'm hungry. <laughs> French fries. Damn it. I skipped dinner for this, which actually no, I didn't skip dinner for this because I had a late lunch. Oh. Persona games happened. Holy crap! This um, is your soapbox. This is my soapbox. Sony's got to get their Gaikai stuff together because I'm not getting a PS3. <laughs> they really do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been talking with one of my cousins about that. Like they have this, you know, game streaming plan in place, but they've only talked about it, so it's probably a year or two away. Oh, guarantee it. Um, but yeah, Persona games happened. There was a, a long tease that was leading up to November twenty fourth, and they had a live stream, and it was really weird. There was an old woman talking, and then Teddy is talking for the longest time, and there's no subtitles, so you can't understand what's going on. So then they show the game Persona Q, uh, Shadow of the Labyrinth is the subtitle. Basically, it's for 3DS. Think Etrian Odyssey, Dungeon Crawler kind of gameplay. More like if Tartarus is kind of back that, in the mix. That kind it's of disappoints me because I really don't like Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, it's not canon, though, because all of the Persona 3 and Persona 4 characters are together... And they're chibi. And not dead. And not dead. <laughs> and they're together. Protagonists You need to play included. any Persona games anymore, I guess. They all I mean, great for 3DS to get you know, an RPG, though. Uh, it was, you know, they were talking about Shin Megami Tensei stuff, and you also had SMT4. I, I'm, I'm kind of... I really like how Atlas, with Shin Megami Tensei, just refuses to stick with one system. Or with yeah. one company. It's like, oh, we're going to start out on hardcore Nintendo only. Oh, but it's Sony time now. Oh, now let's bring Microsoft into the mix. Oh, forget them. It's time for the 3DS. <laughs> but here's the next game on PS3. Oh, but don't forget the 3DS again. Well, also don't forget the Vita and That's Persona 4 dancing all night. I hate how Atlas fans need to own everything. <laughs> yeah. oh, it makes they me have really to. angry. <laughs> So Persona because 4 Dancing All Night is Hatsune Miku, <laughs> Dancing Idols, 
with not only Reset, you know, Reset Kujikawa, but dancing protagonist. Is it going to have Funky Student? I hope so. I hope it has it, Teddy it, dancing. No, it needs Funky Student. <laughs> it just goes to show that the 3DS gets an RPG. The Vita gets a dancing game. Which do you think is doing much, much, much better in Japan right now? Vita. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. You look at these two games side by side and you tell me Vita's not doing better. <laughs> and then uh, they show a little bit about, uh, you know, Persona 4 Arena, the sequel to that. It's Ultimax. Mm, crazy long title. New characters. Uh, a good tease for uh, Adachi. So that was, yeah, yeah. There, there isn't a dachi cheese, a dachi cheese, in there. And there's also shadow versions of each of the characters, which is nice. Also, a new character. There's a couple new characters that they introduced in Persona Q as well. They're trying to add little side characters, like how Labrys was. Do we first finally get before. to play as Dojima, like Arc System Works wanted to? No, Nanako as his persona. Unless it's an unlockable character that they haven't revealed yet, doesn't seem to be. Because uh, Arc, Arc System Works wanted to do that for the first one, and Atlas was like, let's not. <laughs> because little girl fighting. Uh, and then Teddy was like saying there's like a fourth unreleased game, and then he kept forgetting to talk about it and being all Japanese humor with it. And then they're like, okay, bye-bye. And then suddenly a counter with 55 seconds and colon 555 comes back and it starts counting down from there. And Teddy's freaking out and all this. And it's a short teaser for Persona 5 for PS3 in Japan at the end of 2014. Excuse me, winter 2014. Uh, really interesting tease. I'll let you go watch it and kind of form your own opinion about it. But it, they've said in, uh, I think it was a Famitsu interview, that it is going to be high school based. Uh, it's going to continue that sort of thing. But the themes are more about wanting freedom, which makes sense when you consider the imagery that's used in the trailer. Uh, just a very, very general tease. You don't see a protagonist. We don't see an art style. And I really hope it's Catherine-based, or similar is, to Catherine if it's on PS3. But Is the next uh, Persona game going to be set in the American Revolution? <laughs> Slavery? I saw a picture somewhere when the uh, Uncharted 40s came out. Oh, I uh, should have put that on this list. That's what I forgot. It's no big deal. Uh, Somebody's like, man, look at the graphics compared to 3 to 4, and it was just the (laughs) logos. (laughs) It was just the Uncharted 3's logo and Uncharted 4's logo. stop. Just stop. I hate teaser trailers so much. They're like my least favorite thing in the entire studio. I, like... You say to me, Persona 5 officially announced with a teaser trailer. I'm like, we knew it was coming, and teaser trailers are useless. So I guess that just does nothing for me. It's happening for real, though. No, yeah, they already said it's happening for real. Yeah. I'm like, it's nice that it's happening, but I'm not going to listen to Metal Gear. Also, though. Uncharted 4 looks like more pirates. and I'm, I like pirates compared to ninjas. I know I'm one of those people. That is well, like, that has always been this weirdest argument to me. I know, like I know. pirates and ninjas. What the you're hell? One, you're one of those people. I don't know if I can be your friend anymore, man. I don't, I don't associate Thanks. with. I'm glad, I'm glad our friendship was on such a strong foundation. Just that it was just that. <laughs> but I, while I'm playing Black Flag, he was like, "Oh, oh, more pirate stuff. Good." It's like when zombies just wouldn't go away. 
It still didn't go away. <laughs> Tony, your soapbox. Uh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, I guess Breaking Bad. Yeah, I guess I'll just do that. That no, was my. No, Convince no. me to watch Breaking Bad. Don't spoil Breaking Bad for me. Well, don't. No. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, seen it. It's all don't be like John. I, I love you, John. I, I'm sorry. He, do? he just watches Breaking Bad in the living room when I'm there, and let's like, I mean, I let him, but. What, is, is it his living room or like what? No, it's it's our living room on my TV and my Wii U and my Netflix. But oh, I I've ne- I, I I just let him do it. So it know. it this show uh, amazes me and it's I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Factor <laughs> I cannot. I heard people. I've heard about the ending. I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, that people said that it was predictable. Uh, in a sense, still good. Like, still very good ending from what I hear. But some people predicted it. And uh, from what I can gather, uh, I think that might be the weeks on weeks being, like, thinking about it. <laughs> so I might be okay because I'm watching it all at once, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I've I've had, like, the, like, one of the bigger things to happen in the ending spoiled me because on NBC, after the, night, the day after it happened, on NBC News, they were just like, so yeah, last night this happened, and they showed, like, the last shot of the episode. I think it's I've seen terrible. that too, to be honest. It's so terrible. Uh, I will say, uh, I don't find it immediately like it's it's great, um, e- even right off. But immediately, I wasn't like hooked. Like I'm like, oh, I have to I have to watch this. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, the main characters, uh, Jesse and uh, Walter, like they're so bad at <laughs> what they're doing in the beginning, like a whole season and a half, and then they kind of get this really fun uh, crooked lawyer ally. And that, like, that's when I got hooked. I'm like, okay, God. The show is so tense, like, all the time, uh, in, in the beginning at least. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. I, and I'm, like, trying to watch it relax, you know? So I'm, like, only <laughs> watching it, like, little bits at a time for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, I can watch 30 minutes, but then I need to just watch Game Rumps or something because <laughs> you go work. Just got to lighten just, up like, and get the humor going. <laughs> I know. You need, uh, you, need to, uh, you need to detox. Yeah, it, it, I didn't like how it was super tense, like, from the get-go, like, pretty much. I mean, in the beginning, it was just kind of... And it's sad, but I, I think it hits a stride in the middle. I'm in season three right now. I uh, Season, like, halfway through season two, I'm like, okay, I could watch this pretty much to completion right now if I, if I had the time. Uh, so if you're, in, uh, if you're in season three, then you're past the part that the, peop- that the guys next to me in Taco Bell spoiled... Oh, that's God! That's... How loudly can you talk about the uh, the season finale of Breaking Bad? Of two? Yeah. That was weird. I wasn't saying anything about it, but I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> it kind of seemed built up," and then it's like, "Oh, okay, that happened." Uh, but uh, season three, from what I hear, season three was uh, from what I'm looking at, I'm like, "Okay, this is all kind of setting up," like, like. Crap hasn't gotten crazy yet, and I'm like, I bet four is when it just all hits the fan. I've also heard that the creator uh, started season four with the intent of finishing it, mm-hmm. but he had a lot he wanted to do, and then he got picked up for another season. He's like, oh okay. <laughs> From what I was hearing when you know, five was happening this year, like, I don't think there was a bad episode. Like, I you know know people who like were watching the show and they seem to love it every week. So I can't wait to get to that point though because uh, I just remember every week like oh my god that was insane 
And I'm like, I, I'll know when I get there. I guess. <laughs> what was also funny, and this is something fun to talk about, uh, Dexter was ending yeah. the same year as Breaking Bad, and Dexter's quality like the same dropped. same month, wasn't it? Yes, and Dexter's quality dropped like horribly uh, the last two, three years, I believe. Uh, and uh, it came on right after Breaking Bad, like both in their final seasons. And people like stuck with Dexter because, I mean, once you invest that, all that time, you know, it's like, well, I guess I'll see this through. So people are watching oh God, the I amazing. Like, I feel like that's what How I Met Your Mother is for me right now. A little bit, yeah. yeah. They've yeah, had like, a couple good episodes, but I got like half. He's more mother. Yeah. The mother scenes like save the entire season, but they I, need to happen more often. Anyway, sorry. I got half of the season on my DVR. I'm just gonna run it uh, as soon as it like goes on break. Yeah. I, I I was gonna do that with Cora, but only there was only twelve episodes. So that's, that's just smart. I need to watch too. a lot. I need to watch like the second half of Cora. Uh, yeah, but uh, how's it going? Oh yeah, so Breaking Bad would be like amazing one week, and then uh, right after people would watch Dexter and be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing with that too. People told me to watch Dexter like year two three. They're like Tony Dexter's really cool. You need to really just sit and watch it. And I'm like. Oh, like premise-wise, it didn't intrigue me that much. But I'm like, look, I've I've been like a fan of like The Office and House mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that tends to go downhill after a few years. Not that I'm upset that I watched The Office or House; those are amazing shows. But when it's a show like that that I'm not entirely intrigued in to begin with, when I know that the quality might drop later, it's like I don't. I don't. TV shows are quite the investment in time, so it's like mm. I don't want to start something unless it's kind of coming to the tail end and, it, and its quality is still good. That's exactly what I did with Breaking Bad. I'm like, is it good? Yep. And all the way through, everyone's like, yeah, amazing ending. I'm like, I'm gonna watch that. A uh, Dexter got really crappy the last three years. I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't watch that now. Mm-hmm. House of Cards is good too, if you ever. <laughs> get around to I, that. I watched that. It. Uh, I felt like it kind of just like it got really wobbly at the end i think it's kind of lost focus it's weird i, I could talk a lot about that too just because I, I, no, really I, I, ha- I haven't watched it like since it since it first came out so i i remember very little of it i just i just remember thinking like the very first episode uh gave me the wrong impression about what it was going to be about but i still enjoyed it most of the way through and then in the end i felt like it just kind of lost focus I, I feel like yeah i feel like uh that show was okay, like it was good, but like when it got focused with uh, that guy's election, like it got better. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think I think things uh, focus help stories a lot. Like uh, if you compare Cora to Airbender. Yeah, I ended up like uh, I guess it's, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to compare uh, House of Cards to Orange Is the New Black, but they're both network, they're both Netflix original shows, right. and I ended up liking Orange Is the New Black way more than uh house of cards because it just it felt like the the tone and the the focus was a way more consistent throughout the entire thing yeah where house of cards felt like a different show every episode yeah i hear that uh but yeah i I think horror structure like isn't as good because of the focus (laughs) that the original show had Mm. not to say core is bad but I don't know if that's going to season three now. All I've heard is it got kind of Evangelion at the end. Oh, then I'll probably love it. Uh, <laughs> Evangelion's another thing I need to watch. Yeah. Dark Ray, what's your soapbox? Bitch to that's, me about that's, that's a really good question. I was like, oh, 
finally get a soapbox where I can talk about speedruns. Too bad I haven't been able to watch a speedrun in like two months. And well, uh, maybe talk about Doctor Who 50th anniversary. Except if there's not really much to say about that, because either you're a fan and you've already watched it, or you're a fan and you don't want spoilers, or you're not a fan and you don't care. So, yeah. As from an outside perspective, who's not a fan? I heard everyone loved it, so it was it was amazing. It was really, really, really good, and I was really concerned about it because let's let's see if I can like try to explain how I felt like this to a non fan. Um, obviously, Doctor Who's been going for fifty years since it was the fiftieth anniversary, and there was there was the the, the split in the middle between classic and modern because mm-hmm. the show took a break for a decade. Mm-hmm. And one of the classic villains, villains was called the Valyard. Uh, and what he was, since the Doctor can uh, regenerate which, as his way of cheating death, uh, when like when he's dying, he, he gets a new body and a new face, which is their way of changing the actors up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the classic series, they say that the Doctor can only do this 13 times. And they do? Then, they set that yeah. up way back when? Yep. Uh, and then, and of course, it, it wasn't going to end up mattering, because they did this with like the fifth or sixth doctor i think and that was in like the, the late 70s and the, the new one's going to be 12 right because david tennant was 10 and matt smith was 11 that's a tough question um, i'll get to that in a minute <laughs> okay um so like what the valiard is is what do valiard, i know right <laughs> the valiard is like an e- is like an evil counterpart of the doctor it's like a split personality from him between his 12th and 13th regenerations and what he did was he went he went back in time to the to the 6th doctor and tried to st- and tried to steal his remaining generations so that he could stay alive and the uh, the last season finale of Doctor Who, which of course was was setting up the 50th anniversary, uh, it ended uh, with us going into like the the Doctor's uh, entire timeline, and we saw like every incarnation of the Doctor since the show began, uh, and then like we see this 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 other figure that we don't recognize, and the Doctor says that's that's a different version of him, and this is like his entire history, past and future. And so this is this other version of him that, uh, you know, when he took the name Doctor, it was a promise and he broke it. Uh, and, and like this other guy, he's like, you know, what I did, it, the, exact, the exact quote is what I did. I did, with, did without choice in the name of sanity and peace. And then uh, the 11th Doctor is like, you know, but not in the name of the Doctor. And then we, we see him turn around and he's like the actor. And it's, the actor is John Hurt, and it says introducing John Hurt as the Doctor. And so the entire time, I was really hoping that this was going to be the Valyard, because what he did, he did without 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 choice. Because you know, the the Doctor has to live on to keep going, and you know, it wasn't in the name of the Doctor, so now he's he's the Valyard and everything. And what actually ended up happening is that he was uh, a previously unknown regeneration in between the eighth and ninth Doctor who was actually fighting in the Time War, which was what uh, what wiped out the Time Lords, which is the Doctor's species. And what ended up happening was, like, we know that the Doctor was the one that ended the Time War because he ended up just genociding the Time Lords and their enemies, the Daleks, because the Time War got to the point where it was just totally out of control and just fuck all. Like, this, it was, it was, it was, it would, it would destroy all of reality. So he decided that he had to just end it. And 
so they what they ended up doing is that this 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 war doctor that John Hurt was playing, uh, he broke the promise by ending the war, and I think that that was a very disappointing plot line for them to follow because not only is the Valyard a great classic villain that villain that I keep saying villain you do um, <laughs> but the Valyard would have been a great villain from the classic series for them to bring back. And they've said that they're going to. And I really want them. Because this evil version of the Doctor that just wants to keep living, um, that would be... It's just such a great plot point for for a 50th anniversary special, I think. And it would have been the perfect time to do it as well. And now they have this previously unknown regeneration that kind of messes up the, the timeline of, the, of which Doctor is which. Because while the showrunners have said that we're going to keep calling them the numbers that we were before, you know, while we're going into the 12th Doctor, he's actually going to be the 13th Doctor. And so if the Valyard is supposed to be between the 12th and 13th regenerations, then where's the Valyard? Is that going to happen soon? I can see you just kind of throwing your hands in the air because I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain. To I, you. I still have brain matter leaking out of my ears. It's okay. I'm trying to explain I, to you 50 years worth of continuity in five minutes. So. I've I've always been interested in Doctor Who. Whenever I've, I've I've like watched the first season of the new show, and I just had trouble getting into it. Like I, I, I got to ten it even, and I couldn't stay into it. I just didn't. Care for the, it first, too much. the first season isn't the first season of New Doctor Who is not very good. The second season has Rose, and Rose is fucking terrible. I think the show really, really picks up in the third. She's season. the blonde girl, right? Yeah, yeah I, she's terrible. I really hate her. Um, but like, I, I understand that you, you're having trouble get, getting into it. Like, I'm not, you know, to each their own, everything. But like, I this this five these this past five minutes is probably the most confusing of your life because I really I'm trying to cram fifty years of continuity in five minutes. Uh, well, and, and me and Super lightly have talked about moving in together. Uh, if that happens, I'm probably going to watch it because he's going to make me. Uh, I yeah. will say this uh, as someone who he's going to listen to this, he'd be like, "Dang it, I just missed Doctor Who conversation." He, yeah, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, he's in space camp now. Uh, <laughs> I will say that the the person in me that. I read so much backstory and lore and everything that I get into. So Kingdom Hearts and like Metal Gear is like cracked to me because I can just read and read and read. Yeah. Uh, Evangelion was like su- the best thing I've ever watched because I had to read for five months to understand it. Uh, Doctor Who scares the hell out of me for that reason because there's so much crap. Well, like the, the 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 benefit that Doctor Who has over those shows is that it's not crazy. It's not like in trying to be crazy complicated. It just is crazy complicated because of how long it's been running. Yeah. And for the most part, they do a really good job of like making old things make sense. Like if if you watch the new series all the way through, then they explain enough of the classic series for you to get what's going on. Right. So, and like by the fi- like the fiftieth anniversary has a lot of little nods to the classic series that you'll only understand if you followed them but the the actual plot itself is going to make perfect sense to you if you've watched only the new series also it's really sad to me that some of it's lost um yeah that's unfortunately just part of like for those who don't know like the show started in 1963 which is it's a long time ago fang says but it's kind of before reruns started to really be a thing Mm -hmm. so and the show 
at first wasn't really anticipated to do very good. Like Doba's in the chat right now asking. Or if well, I you know, because you were yeah. doing Tony crap for that earlier. God. Geek. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Doba's asked me in the chat if I've watched the documentary about when the show began, and I have not yet. But um, from that documentary. Is that on Netflix or something? No, it was a special release for the 50th anniversary. I watched that. Uh, like it just came out, and what it is, and it's like when when they were first making the show, like the producers expected it to just bomb. So, uh, not only were reruns oops kind of, not only were reruns uncommon, but this was not. They didn't expect this to be a show that they were actually going to rerun. So they didn't. They instead of saving any old tapes, they just kind of taped over them. So like entire. And like entire plot lines are missing, and like the the actual episode with the first regeneration from first Doctor into second Doctor is missing. So, yeah, hmm. get on you BBC. Well, we just turned into a bit of a TV podcast there. We don't want to be stealing the read the manuals thunder there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I am sorry that I just went into this really confusing explanation. No, no, like, I'm sure like for those. Understand that it was you know appreciated, but no, it really wasn't because like ninety percent of it was setting up me saying I think the Valyard would have been a better villain. <laughs> my brain is just numb because all I know is David Tennant is tenth and Matt Smith is eleventh, and then yeah, some of they, his companions like Donna Noble. Yeah, spoilers to like the two Doctor Who fans that haven't seen the uh, the fiftieth anniversary yet, but it was. It was so cool because they had uh, they had a brief moment where it's like, um, you know, they're trying to pull off this one crazy complicated thing that needs to be done incredibly precisely. And, you know, the, the person on the ground, he's like, you know, the calculations to do that would take centuries. And the doctor says, and I've been doing I've been getting ready for this my entire life. And then you see, like, the other 12 doctors all come in at once uh, through archive footage and everything, all getting ready to execute this maneuver. And then also... The guy on the ground's like, oh, great, all 12 of them, my worst nightmare. And then it's like, no, all 13. And you see a quick shot of uh, Peter Capaldi, mm-hmm. who's going to be the 12th Doctor. And it was like one of – if we did a TV show of the year er, show and we had a best moment in a TV show, that would be it by far because I cannot describe the feeling that goes over you watching that happen. Oh, yeah, dude. Stuff like that happens in wrestling where they'll like bring back continuity from like thirty years ago, and I'm like, ooh, I get it. Mm. It's just it's a feeling you can't describe. Well, what is the Scott just linked in there? Confirms Matt Smith is Thirteenth Doctor. Regenerate. Oh, so the the upcoming Christmas special, which is when um the Eleventh Doctor is going to uh regenerate into the Twelfth Doctor. Wait, what? Mm. So they they've said that um. They have said that regardless of how many lives he's actually had so far, the numbering is going to be the same. So Matt Smith is still going to be called the 11th Doctor. But apparently he's the 13th Doctor, meaning there's another one that we don't know about. That's stupid. That is stupid. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. YouTube videos. Don't Real cry. Quickly. You got a recommendation. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned your Assassin's Creed 4 glitch earlier. Mm. This video is the best Assassin's Creed 4 glitch. And oh. it is um, it is called Ascension of the Jackdaw. Ascension. Uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. That is all that needs to be said, and it's actually a very short video. So if you don't mind, I just want to tack on tack, tack on another one. Mm-hmm. So I want to show you. I want I wanted to put on Ascension of the Jackdaw because it's going to be one of the best videos 
that you'll see all week. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on this next one because it's going to be the one of the worst videos you've seen. <laughs> okay. So some some company that I've never heard of, I don't even remember their name, they're making a new Tarzan movie. And, of course, Tarzan is old enough to be public domain now, I assume. Yeah. So this is a trailer for a fully CGI Tarzan movie. And it's first, you know, something's wrong right off the bat when you see his origins and like when he's separated from his parents, he's already eight years old. So, <laughs> so that happens. And then halfway Formative through the years, trailer, what? Halfway through the trailer. <laughs> okay. You're going to find this. It's a, uh, it's from a YouTube channel called movie clips trailers. Mm. Uh, I'll link it to you in the, in our chat, but yeah, it's called you. Tarzan 3d official full length trailer. Uh, 2013 Kellen Lutz movie and uh, halfway through the trailer it cuts to like this corporate office where you see this guy talking about how in the jungle jungle there's this one uh, kind of stone that has that is like a perfect energy source so they need to go like screw up the jungle to get this one stone so that it's they can money. Yes, mm. it is unobtainium. Like they hold it like on and like from here on out the trailer becomes shots taken straight out of avatar oh, like i swear god. to god these uh -oh. these it it not only is the exact same plot as james cameron avatar but these shots are straight out of the movie <laughs> this is gonna well, be the worst thing you see all week and it's it does, awesome it does sound like it but at least there's ascension of the mm. jackdaw mm -hmm. tony uh just just real quick uh game grumps the next generation movie trailer if you're familiar with the Game Gross movie trailers, it's the same guy, and he did a new one for... And he just called it the next Daneration, because it's got Dan. Awesome. And it's well worth the damn watch, so do that. Good recommendation. I will recommend, pardon the interruption, every Thanksgiving, during their show, they do Turkeys of the Year. And even if you don't watch sports, it's... Sports bloopers things, and they point all of the different bloopers out in the past year. Oh, Give it a watch. Use, they couldn't use the butt fumble this year. They did use the butt fumble. Oh, cool. Because that happened during Thanksgiving last year, so since they did the show the day oh, before, they couldn't. <laughs> they, yeah, they couldn't do it last year, so they did the butt fumble this year. If you don't know what the butt fumble is, you want to know what the butt fumble is. It's, it's one of the best sports bloopers in our modern era. Anyway, it takes three minutes, and you get to watch a collection of sports bloopers, and it's funny. So, Turkeys of the Year 2013. Oh, let me let me also link you Ascension of the Jackdaw, because I forgot to do that. Yes, please. I think that's all we have, and we're coming up on two hours here. Anything Jesus. else you want to cover? No, no. <laughs> to, uh, kill it. If I, if I plug my shows real fast? Plug oh, your shows. Yeah, do that. <laughs> okay, so... Right now, I am, of course, the editor of Moon Prism Power Hour, show hosted by our very own the Dobaga of Read the Manual. Uh, I'm two weeks behind on editing. Sorry, Doba. But uh, Moon Prism Power Hour, of course, the uh, the riff show for Sailor Moon fans. Um, it's uh, it's it is one of it. It really is a very great show. Doba, of course, puts a lot of work into it. Um, you know, Ben, Lucas, and Zero, along with Doba, are uh, very, they're very good hosts. They do a great job, and you know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be totally egotistic and say that my editing is awesome. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a great show that you should all check out. And of course, we're also 
doing our best to keep breathing life into second save file. Um, Missing No is by far the driving force of that show at this point because while while all three of us have you know we we love that show and we want to succeed missing no is doing so much work for it and he's really pushing me and doba to stop being awful people and actually get our work done mm-hmm. and um uh just the the one other thing that's going on is that uh we're gonna try to bring back to life darker eyes happy let's play fun time uh last year i kind of just gave up on it because it was a lot of effort that i had to put in for a show that no one watched but uh my Varshall and Fate have offered to uh, help me with the editing process, so uh, I believe that with with that much stress taken off me, uh, even if you no should, one ends you can up just watching, play the games. Yeah, even if no one ends up watching it, it's going to end up being a lot of fun. So uh, we're going to be bringing that back, hopefully before the end of this year, if not at the very beginning of next year. That's good to hear. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it really was. It, it was just a matter of, uh, like, it, it became very stressful to get uh, the editing done. I can't imagine. Uh, with, with, the, with the feeling that, uh, like, it, it took uh, maybe an hour to edit 15 minutes every day. Yep. And I just, I couldn't do it on myself, and I'm very happy that uh, Varshall and Fate have offered to, um, to help me out with that. And, uh, yes, Exo, I do believe that we're going to be releasing the Hardcore Challenge under the Happy Let's Play Fun Time banner. So. Good stuff. Well, thank you for joining us on Show Me Your News. I know it was a bit last minute. We uh, to... it's, I'm always happy to be on. And so. you do make a, a fine fine guest to discuss I'll all the different things, even if my brain is still hurting from Doctor Who talk. I, I, always, mm-hmm. ex- I always extend the length of the show by at least a half hour. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a promise. <laughs> all right. Well, with all of that, make sure to go vote in our Show Me Your News Game of the Year awards. Right after this is over, I'm going to be putting up the list on our forums. It's in the video games section of our forums, and it's going to be the sticky thread there. But you're going to be private messaging me, your winner, in each of our 31 categories. And we can have that running for the rest of the week uh, through December 7th. Mm-hmm. So get on that, and then we're prepping it for a big show. And I know, Dark Rye, we're, you and I are involved in Making musical numbers and things and making, I think, one of the best opening numbers we've ever had. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite. It's, it's going to be good times. Well, with that, I'm Yoko. I'm Tony. I'm an extra hour of content. <laughs> All right. We're out. See ya. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me the news! Oh wait, before, real quick, because uh, it's not a movie podcast, has anyone seen Catching Fire yet? I have not. I still have you seen have you seen the first Yoko? Nope. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend watching both. Okay. First one's okay. What? Just because of Jennifer Lawrence? I mean, no. That I swear would to that God. might be no. my only reason. She's great. Did you know she's from Louisville? I did not, but that yeah. is a uh, that is a odd in your favor. As it oh, were. oh, good one. Uh, 
But yeah, the second one's... I had problems with the first one that I talked to my mom about, and she told me everything that was wrong with it in the book, and it was fine. But the second one was really, really good. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the login screen is just broken. Good. <laughs> good start. Like, act, like, actually broken. It doesn't work at all. GG, Nintendo. GG. They'll get it. <laughs> but it apparently still knows who I am when I click on what to watch because it has a bunch of speedrun stuff. Well, there you go. Even though I can't actually access my account at all. <laughs> Good going, YouTube. You did well. Tony, did you then... This is the only Hunger Games thing I know, aside from that little joke. Yeah. Did you see the Pokemon image that has... Because, you know, they're all all the birds in the logos, right? Uh, yeah. So oh, the, yeah, yeah. That was... The first one has Zapdos, the second one Moltres, and then the Mockingjay has Articuno. I love that. That was really cool. It's really obvious, and I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> Catching fire, Moltres, I get it. Yeah. get it. Okay, here's the moment of truth. Can I actually... Okay, playing videos actually works well. Let's see if I can run a... I'm s I don't want to delay the show, but I'm like, does anyone know a 3D video on YouTube that I can pull up real fast? Uh, see if this works. Uh, I think I they would have announced that prior, like, is a big idea. deal. Yeah. I would make like a porn joke right now, but yeah. then it's YouTube, and I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think they have some, but like the only 3D videos, at least when it was popular back in the day, were like the kind where cross your eyes together and then it'll work. And fuck that, man, because that's there awful. Still, people are still making 3D videos on YouTube. There are 3D cameras out there, so I just I want 3D YouTube. 